0: All right, everybody, you better get ready for a Mark One Mod A episode of the 307 podcast where the team gets in and Chad and Chili go off the rails with some deep thought. Kristen Blake try to bring it back in the lines. Um, they do a pretty good job, but not as good as Chad and Chili did. So this episode is brought to you by one of our good friends who owns a company called Salty Britches. If you guys run, backpack, surf, any kind of activity that generates friction and causes chafing, I would highly suggest you getting a tube of Salty Britches anti-chafing cream to throw in your kit, to have it when you need it, Let me tell you what, chafing sucks. I got my fill of chafing in SEAL training, and I don't ever want to chafe again, which is why I'm such a huge advocate for Salty britches. I have applied Salty britches at the beginning of a 100-mile race, and it has stayed on and worked for 24 hours straight of running without having to reapply it. That's what sets us apart from all other anti-chafing cream out there. Not only does it work, but you don't have to keep putting it on over and over again. You put the stuff on, it's good to go. Another way I love to use salty britches is I go ahead and coat my entire foot in a thin layer of salty britches, pull my sock on, put my boot on, and it's going to keep me from getting hot spots, it's going to keep me from getting blisters, especially if your feet get get wet. It provides a nice barrier between your skin and that moisture to keep your feet from getting all sogged out. Old Blake over there, he tends to get trench foot every now and then. So uh, you got to start putting Salty Bridges on your feet, man. Check them out at GetSaltyBridges.com. Go follow them on Instagram at GetSaltyBridges. I will attach a link to their website in the show notes of this episode, salty Bridges is the number one anti-chafing cream on the market today i know because i have used it in extreme environments and it's never let me down thanks salty Bridges, for sponsoring the 307 podcast podcast first of all you don't tell me what uh, you don't tell and- me what i can do anyways <laughs> everybody welcome back to the 307 podcast you know the Three O Seven podcast. If you're new to the show, we have we have a few different types of episodes on the Three O Seven podcast, and I'm mentioning this because I just added a new one: the Comms Check, which is what we're doing today. Is us the team here at Three O Seven Project? Me, Blake, Chili, and Krista, and it's where we talk about important topics, and we have interview-style shows. The last interview we did was with Laura and Glenn getrell and those are long form where we get someone else's story, and the newest addition I just added was these little one minute with Chad shows. They're not actually just one minute. They're somewhere between one and five minutes where I just come on and share with you whatever I'm currently struggling with or thinking about or some lessons learned or something that I wrote and those are just short form, get something to think about and go on, you know, so that's the three types of shows that we have here on the three seven podcast, you know, which leads me into the next thing I want wanted to say, because I've had about literally 200 people hit me up in the last two days and tell me about this fake Instagram account that's out, uh, that's trying to sell people some, something on. Look, the reason I moved the one minute with Chad deal from Instagram to the podcast is because I would rather talk to you guys that listen to the podcast. Instagram is compromised. Instagram is, it's just so fickle and if you're listening to this podcast, that tells me something about you. It tells me you intentionally found the podcast that you got on your podcast app, that you found the show you wanted to listen to and you hit play. And so I would rather put it there because the things I think a lot about on those one minute with Chad episodes, those are important things to me. And I'm just sick of using Instagram, man. I'm just sick of it. It's just compromised. It's just you, you know they refuse to to verify that account that I have on there, and and every time I turn around, there's five people that haven't copied my account. I don't even care. I'm just sick of it. So that's why I moved that one minute with Chad stuff from Instagram to the podcast because I care about you guys that listen to the podcast, and I think you're a better class of people than is on Instagram.
1: Well, and and also the the messages about. That there's a fake account out there, you can stop sending those. And I know a lot of people that are sending them aren't even listening to this, but it, yeah, everybody's aware that there's fake accounts made. And if you get a message and you aren't smart enough to figure out, hey, this ain't actually Chad, well, then that's on you. Like, first off, <laughs> if you get a message from Chad, you better just go ahead and say, this ain't, that ain't Chad. Chad. <laughs>
0: that, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, if you I'm, ever get a message from me on Instagram, you can pretty much guarantee it's not me unless I'm responding to you or something that you sent me. Well, But
1: certainly if you're asking for money or whatever these freaking things do, I mean, all you have to do is click on the account and go, Oh, this is a fake account. I don't know. I, it's just like,
0: I'm going to start using the the Instagram for one tool only to spread the the gospel, to spread Jesus and my faith. And that's about the only message that I'm going to put out on there I mean, maybe here and there I'll make a post with some thoughts or something. I'm in a season right now that I'm sick of it. And I'll probably come out of that at some point. But right now I'm in a season that I'm just, I'm I'm over it. So thank you guys for joining in on the podcast. This is what we like to do. This is how we like to communicate. And if you hear me or Krista or Chili or Blake on here, you can be assured it's us. All right. Um, We had a really difficult uh, mission on the basic course this past weekend. It was the first basic course that we've done in some legit winter environment, which it was April. Yeah. We didn't expect that. We were were looking forward to a little bit of mild weather and winter storm Inez descended on us. (laughs) probably my biggest lesson learned from this past basic course was that um the wind can't blow when it's snowing (laughs) yeah i don't i can't believe y'all never knew that yeah blake taught us that yeah when it's snowing the wind can't blow what are you talking about so not true well it can only blow in a blizzard it can't just blow in the snow if the snow's just falling it's the wind can't blow
2: are you ignorant? Of,
0: but if it's what, blowing what? while it's snowing, then it's a blizzard. But if it's just snowing the wind, it, it's impossible for it to blow until it turns into a blizzard. Yeah. Y'all didn't know nothing about that. Y'all don't think deep enough to understand. That's, that's you and Chili's problem. Y'all don't think deep enough. Well, you know, the <laughs> cold, that type of cold complicates everything. I don't know what kind of issues you guys experienced in that type of cold but you don't it things you don't think about zippers, zippers freeze yeah, totally. um the the lid to your water bottle freezes and you can't get the top off your water bottle and you wake up in the morning and your boots are frozen mm-hmm. and um it uh yeah it was really nice having that weather though out there with that team first of all that was team 20 20 was a really strong team anyways and It was nice for me as an instructor to have the weather because the worse the weather is, the less I have to work as an instructor to try to create some adversity for the team, Mm -hmm. right? Or push them to the, uh, what, whatever their limit is, the weather does that for you. You know, seriously, probably the biggest lesson for me on that trip as an instructor was I felt the full weight of being an instructor out there because because of the weather and when we were going up in altitude I knew the conditions were going to get worse well my students our students we are in a way um, committed to their safety right and so I knew that entire day was going to be an assessment of the environment Uh, and just to determine whether it was safe to continue on or to stop or or if we were going to have to turn around and go all the way back down. And it'll wear you out as an instructor. And so I was just reflecting on that, man, I wonder why nobody else does what we do. Oh, this is why. Nobody else is going to take on this responsibility. Nobody else is going to do this work this freaking hard mm-hmm. uh, to pour into people. They just ain't going to do it, man. Yeah. And the other place that I really feel the weight of being an instructor is on the Alpine trip. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. Yeah, in that environment. So did you guys learn anything from the basic course? I mean, I think the similar to what you were saying about, like when we came through that gap and it was so windy, there was some – times where i was questioning like man when are we gonna have to when are we gonna have to head back down because it it was getting so bad but that's uh off the cuff that's all i've got right now Value yeah I, I, he fizzled out on you, that. Haven't done, man, you, you haven't done many you haven't done much reflection have you <laughs> no when you get home with two kids it, there ain't much time for reflection you just kind of jump into things
2: yeah i think i i haven't reflected enough to really have a, a great response but off the cuff as well. I think I realized quickly I like snow better than rain. Uh, yeah. It, and I was actually thankful that it was snowing instead of raining and so we got sleet too, but um so that was different. That was different to to not only hike but camp in that. Um and it was beautiful. And so I think I I kept reminding myself Uh, not, not even as a trick to distract myself, but just kept being drawn to sort of that sort of positive framing of the situation that this is gorgeous. Like it was beautiful. I mean, it was, it was hard. It was cold. um, It was rough. Uh, It was great to experience a new environment. Well, that's one of the things I love about doing these trips is every, each one's different. You have different group of people. You have different dynamics. You have different weather. Um, things you can't predict or expect, like you said, snow in April, crazy. But uh, but it was just it was gorgeous, and so I just found myself being really thankful to experience that, to be on the top of the mountain and have just be covered with snow. And the next day, the final day, when we finally were leaving for the sun to come out, and it was just so bright because it's reflecting mm-hmm. off the snow, and the sky was clear. The sun was finally out and it was just gorgeous. And so it's just something to experience in the midst of adversity, so much peacefulness and beauty. So, I think that's what struck me.
0: Yeah, it's the first time we had seen it up there in that in those conditions too and it was absolutely beautiful. Especially that sunset on mm-hmm. Saturday night was unbelievable. Crystal and was putting on her base layer when the sun was Oh, warm. yeah, I that's that. true. <laughs> um yeah. So the, if you guys don't know what the basic course is, it is a school that we run small teams. It's a, it's a mission in the backcountry, the wilderness. And we take a very limited amount of people out there and you have to apply for it. And essentially what we're trying to drive home is not necessarily the skills of backpacking and survival. And you get, you'd learn all of that because you have to learn all of that. But the emphasis is learning how to lead, how to be led, teamwork, communication, um, working through problems, uh, it, coming up with solutions, even when you have imperfect information. So those are the things that we try to drive home in the basic course. And all the backpacking s- skills and stuff like that are, are just a added benefit that you get from it. Are we going to release some fall dates sometime? Yeah, we might. So we might run a few courses this fall. The uh, the spring and summer courses are full. We only did four, uh, and we had over five hundred, probably around five hundred people apply, and including what was left over from last year. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll release those. So stand by sometime within the next few weeks. We'll put those fall dates out if you want to come out. I want to talk real quick about something me and Chili talked about last night and then we are going to go in and talk about building back from a setback or an injury all right we're going to just discuss that and see where it pans out but Chili and I were talking last night Chili you want to tell the people
1: what we were talking about not really (laughs) well (laughs) I mean I I don't you know it's like what do you what do you say and and what do you what's the uh, what's the conclusion that you need to lead people to? I mean, there isn't one. So well,
0: you know, me and Chile are we're very alike, and what we were talking about. Well, it makes sense that we're alike because I mentored him. I kind of raised him up, and so <laughs> we see things and we feel things in the same manner. And you know, I don't buy that. We were talking about how. We're both in this place right now where, you know, we used to love ultra running and and racing, and and maybe we still do, but over the last few years, those things have become, what would you say? Trivial. Trivial. Those things have become trivial in light of what is – what has and is continuing to unfold in the the world and it's kind of a weird it's kind of a weird feeling because we were talking about we just can't get excited about you know ultra running and stuff like we used to like three years ago that that was that was all we wanted to do and share and talk about and and now it's just like man the state of humanity is, is not good. It, it, it isn't. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. And here's the thing. You could say, well, let me look back in history. Well, the state of humanity has always been kind mm-hmm. of in a place of turmoil, right? Yep. What makes it different now is the scale of it, the global scale. So back in other times in human history, if there was chaos existing somewhere, it was usually contained to a landmass or an area or something or a tribe or a community because there was no technology. It wasn't allowed to spread across the face of the entire globe. But it it's uh it's different. And it feels like Chile and I both feel like there's something building in just. We can just feel it. There's something building, uh, and Chili said a storm is coming.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's what I think. I mean, the 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 trivial nature of running and working out and and anything you like to do. Y- you may be listening and be like, "Well, I don't think it's trivial." Well. It is even whenever I felt like it wasn't because it was just what I was consumed by. It it was still trivial. I mean, it's it's running, it's it's lifting weights, it's painting whatever the crap you like to do. It's freaking trivial, man. It's all gonna get burnt up and taken away from you. Like all these things, you have to put s- some significance in it to live, but it it don't mean nothing. Meaningless, meaningless. Everything is meaningless, right? but it it is difficult your perception changes at times because it's not any more trivial than it was like, it's not any more trivial now than it was three years ago, Mm -hmm. but something is, is different. And, uh, it may not be for everybody. In fact, I don't think it is, but it's like something is, uh, is being revealed is being uncovered. And, uh, it just makes it seem awfully silly to be putting all of your stock in running or whatever it is. Replace that with whatever your thing is.
0: I, I and I have I have also struggled with this over the last well year or two now because when I first got into this kind of arena, this public arena, right? And social media and podcasts and all this, um, you know it was all simply about you know inspiration things that things that you can do that are going to you know make you a better athlete or 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 uh you know help you endure whatever the challenge is and and this and that and and I like that stuff man I like that stuff but because of what chili's talking about it's like I feel the same way, man. I feel like there's no meaning to that stuff right now because it's like there are there's there are so many other bigger things on the plate, on the table, that need attention right now, other than your inspiration <laughs> to to run an ultra marathon. And I don't like that. I don't I, I wish I could just I mean I wish It was simple back a few years ago when when that's the message that people were hungry for. Now people just want some hope just to keep living.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: A lot has changed in
1: three years, man. Well, and I think, um, you know, I don't... I think we got to be careful, too, saying that so much has changed in the last three years. In a way, it has, and in a way, it hasn't. Um, A lot of things you just maybe weren't aware of previously. Like, this, the same type of stuff is was going on for a long time. You just...
0: Well, that's like I told you yesterday. I said, I, I always think about in my mind, I, I'll, I'll... I just want to wake up one morning and, like, see the headline.
1: The crap has hit yeah, the fan. like, okay.
0: Yeah. All right, let's get this over with.
1: Yeah, well, that's... But, <laughs> Yeah, what did well, you? Well, that, that's what you desire because, like, you just want resolution, even if it's a bad outcome. You're like, I just want it to be resolved because you feel like you're just waiting. But that's why it's always going to be carried out so painfully slow. It has to be so slow so you'll never get that moment because the head it is happening, but it's happening. It doesn't happen in a snap of a finger. It happens over years and years and years and years and years. So you can't just wake up one morning and go, oh, now. Now we're in it. Now we're in it. It's time to act. We are in it. And we have been for a long time. But it's like you're not fully in it, you know. And I don't know. Sometimes it sounds like we're talking in code and some people don't want to hear any of this. And the only reason I would really hesitate to even talk about it is just because it's hard to articulate.
0: Well, I have a conclusion.
1: Well, yeah. But I don't think a lot of people are in the same place that we're at. And, uh, you know, if you want to know what that feels like, think about yourself previously, because I don't think I think more so you have to ask yourself the question, has situations changed or has my perception changed? And a lot of times it's just your perception, like the crap that's going on when you just kind of blanket say what's going on in the world. It's been going on a long time, way before we got real worried about it (laughs) or concerned or focused on it. That's the thing. So it's more like our perception changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, maybe we're getting closer to reality. All I've figured out, if if you'd say I'd figured anything out, is that, yeah, running's still important to do because you have to do things that you enjoy, and it's good. F- well, I think running's bad for your health, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, but, yeah, do stuff that's good for your health. Exercise, take care of yourself. But I've... I want, I desire more so than being a better runner like I used to. I desire trying to focus on what is important. Yeah. And and seek a closer relationship to God and and I I want to fo- I want to devote my attention to what's important right now and not things that are ultimately meaningless. So when you get in that state and your perception changes in whatever way, boy, it makes well that's what I would ask
0: is what is important right now is that any different than what was important 5 years ago, 10 years ago, 100 years no. ago? Well, it, it, if you look at it in terms of the the ultimate priority being your salvation and and knowledge of Christ, then no. But other than other than that, that being the ultimate priority, that yes has been the same. Well, has I want- not changed, but other Things have changed in priority.
1: Well, I want to say too, I don't hope, I hope nobody takes from this that, like, oh, I need to quit running or doing whatever my hobby is or that I enjoy. No, you just need to, um, you need to put it on the back burner if that's the most important thing to you. Like, it has to, you have to reprioritize things.
0: Well, you said it best last night when you said you were talking about how people, or look at you and say, "Well, you just don't seem passionate anymore." Mm-hmm. And it's it's not that you're not passionate anymore; it's the things that you
1: are passionate are, about
0: are passionate about have changed, have shifted
1: for a reason, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think there's any less passion. If you look at running, you're like, "Oh, you're not as passionate as you were." Well, yeah, about that thing. Because something's <laughs> something shifted, so I want to ask you to uh, more
0: level-headed individuals, Krista and Blake. Uh, a- as I think we can all agree, I, I hope we can all agree that there is some some significant tension and evil in our current reality. That is, it's pretty significant, right? and it deserves attention. So what is the, like, should we just stay quiet about it? Like, if we see it, because this is a conflict we've had before on the podcast. It's like, how much, how much do you shed light on this crap that's happening? Whatever, whether it's pedophilia or whether whether it is the erosion of liberty or, or whether it is um the the inflation and and whatever is happening like how much should you just stay quiet about that if you see it or do you do you actually shed some light on it and spend some time on that stuff
2: I don't know it, it, it's this, this format for me is hard. Just personally, this has been a challenge for me because I'm a slow internal processor. And so this is actually being on the podcast is out of my comfort zone because I am a thinker and I think a lot, I have a lot of thoughts about this, but, um, uh, and a
1: podcast is not a good forum for that. Well, no, no, I'm just
2: saying, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I agree giving, with a, you. giving a preface of like my response because I, I have a you. lot of thoughts about this and I think about it all the time and, um, and so it's hard for me to, uh, just respond off the cuff, I guess. Cause that's, I'm just given a little, uh, preface that that's just p- not my personality. And so it's hard for me cause I want to like produce something in my brain and then like give a, a real clear answer. So, so that said, um, well, that's why
0: you're on the three of seven t- podcast
2: uh, so I can grow. It's just a conversation. <laughs> um, uh, but I guess my first question is, what do you mean by should we talk about it? Because I think there are different ways to talk about it. Because one way is, I think the, the terms in which you, you perceive that or talk about it, Chad, is um, we should be talking about it on social media. You, should, you shouldn't have a private account. <laughs> you know, We should be talking about this on the podcast. We should be using our platforms. And that's a way to talk about things. But I think um, there are other ways to talk about it. Like, there are other ways to deal with it and other ways to confront it. And I think a lot of that, and and this isn't a a, a mushy answer, but, like, in your day-to-day choices, like, when you speak to people, when you engage somebody and you um, encounter a perspective in a conversation with somebody or in an interaction, like, you're dealing with a business, like, having those kind of face-to-face, more personal interactions, like, that's where I feel like most of the change is going to happen is just through your daily engagement and showing up with integrity. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, to me, that's a way to talk about it without necessarily talking about it publicly or on a grand scale. And I think that, I, I think I've always, I don't know if I can say always, but Um, for a long time, I have had just a perspective on life that every decision I make, it's moving in a direction. Like, I never am staying neutral. I'm never staying in neutral. So, every decision I make is moving me forward or moving me right, moving me left, moving me, you know, in a particular direction. And I think that is how we shape culture, is with our decisions that we make and having integrity in every decision that we make. And so, I think that for me, that's what I focus on. So I can have conversations like I read a lot of books and um, my husband and I, that's one of our favorite things to do is like listen to podcasts, read books. And we, we talk like, it's just, we're kind of, I don't know if you'd say nerdy like that, but we love to have deep conversations about culture. I love to think about culture, sociology, all that kind of stuff, patterns. And um, I think a great book right now, like I've, I read um, recently, maybe a couple years ago, that kind of talks about the underpinnings of philosophically what's happening, ideologically what's happening in culture. There's a book called Cynical Theories um, by James Lindy, Lindsay and Helen Pluckrose that kind of talks about um, kind of the, the theories, the the critical theories um I know in the in the news a lot of times now you'll hear about critical race theory but there are all these other critical theories other than that one that um just it's it comes out of postmodernism, which comes out of other things and so it just kind of traces and helps you understand like you feel crazy in this world like what is going on people are not rational anymore and it just kind of explains that like oh here here's what's kind of the shift that's happening and so i think those things are really helpful to understand and you can have conversations about that to help you understand what's going on in culture. Why Why does it feel like all of a sudden, like something's happening, something bad's about to happen? Well, this is like Chili said, it's been moving this direction for quite a while now. Um, and we just don't notice it. Um, and so we can engage it on that level. But I can just also focus on day to day just having integrity and Asking, like, you know, you talk, Chad, a lot about just living by a standard. Yeah. And we talk about that. You know, you have your creed that you've written. And as believers, we have a standard. Yeah. (laughs) And that is one of the incredible things about being a follower of Christ is God is unchanging. So all this stuff that's shifting around us, it can feel crazy and chaotic and scary. And, like, we've never confronted this before. It's worse than ever. But like Chili said, it's, it's not, really. Like throughout human history, this has been the way it is. We live in a fallen world. And so it's going to take different shapes and it's going to morph and we're going to go through cycles throughout history. You can track, you know, historical cycles from, um, you know, uh, things falling apart and then you have uh, authoritarianism, totalitarian that rise up and then another cycle. It's just a cycle that continues. And so as believers, we can get so frazzled and worried and panic and, and, the, the reality is we shouldn't be of all people we shouldn't be <laughs> you know because we have an unchanging god we have an unchanging standard he's given us the, these tools and this um framework to live by and we just have to be faithful with that and if we live lives of integrity and we live to that standard and we have faith in god and we trust that and we know he is in control he holds all this in his hand he's not scared about this, like, you know, like, he, you know, and so I think just if we trust that, then I think that's, that's how a roundabout way of answering your question. Like, should we be talking about this? How do we talk about this? I think that's what I focus on.
0: I think that's a great answer. I mean, your actions do speak louder than your words always. Um, Mm -hmm. And not everyone has their own podcast or, you know, not everyone has the ability uh, to do what we can do here with this but you know i i want to I, I want to in a way disagree with you on on two things mm-hmm. you said you and chile both have referenced oh well in terms of human history this is part of of psych no it, it is different i would have th- to this, clarify that this is different because of technology um it it is and it isn't th- there's no other time in human history that you can compare what is happening on this scale. Humans were the same for thousands of years until just the last maybe 200 years. That's where all the progression has happened to turn it into this scenario that we have here that is different. I will agree with you in terms of uh, saying, well, we as believers, we have no reason to be... You're exactly right. We have no reason... Look jesus says right here and there shall be signs in the sun and the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity yeah it says men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth this is what's this is literally fulfillment of biblical prophecy in, in in my mind what we see happening what i'm worried about specifically I guess I should have articulated this when I asked you the question. I am starting to see, and I think I believe, that there are consequences for our silence. All right? So there, if you did, and let me me try to explain this to you in an example. When all the vaccine stuff was going on, I chose to say, if you want to get a vaccine, get a vaccine. I'm all I'm all for that. But if you don't want to, you shouldn't have to. So I chose to to take a neutral ground on that, right? Where what I actually believed was, you have a pharmaceutical company that you've been watching their commercials for years, and every time you see a commercial for one of their drugs, what does it say at the end of the commercial? It says all these lists of things that this drug might cause, right? All these lists of side effects. So you know the things that they are putting out. Unless it's something that you legitimately have to take to stay alive, there could be some pretty severe consequences for taking that drug. And these are the same pharmaceutical companies that now pushed out a vaccine in eight or nine months And there, there's zero accountability for it. They could literally injected you with something that killed you instantly, and you can't sue them. You can't do anything about it. These are corrupt companies. It's quite obvious that they are all about money, uh, and they have very, very bad track records. And what I actually believed if is if you get this vaccine, you are an idiot if you go stand in line to get this vaccine from a pharmaceutical company, like you're putting your life in the hands of an organization that has a absolutely terrible track record and there is zero accountability. Now, if I would have said what I actually believed, would that have influenced someone? That is now currently experiencing debilitating repercussions from standing in line to get a shot of some medicine, vaccine that nobody that they just trusted them blindly. Would that if I would have said what I've actually believed? Would 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 that person that is now having significant health issues? Would they have said, "Well, dang, I heard Chad say." It's not. It's not smart to go do this because of this, this, and this, and that makes sense. So I'm not going to do it.
1: Well, I don't. And so I don't think people should base their medical decisions off of your advice I, either. I but mean, it's
0: common sense. It's common sense. It's well, literally me just saying what I actually believe to, not even what I believe, what I have gathered and formulated a a common sense opinion on. And so should I have sh- what are the consequences of me not sharing something that I saw as being a potential huge issue and instead I chose the neutral ground on it? That's, that's something that's hard for me to reconcile with. is choosing a neutral ground for the sake of staying neutral, not pissing people off. But then ultimately, what are the consequences? And if you look at it even on a larger scale... What are the consequences for our up and coming generations of children? Are they going to look back when they're 40, 50 years old and whatever the world is that they are now having to live in, are they going to say, granddad, why didn't you, why didn't you speak up? Why didn't you say what you saw? Now look what you've left me with. It's hard for me to reconcile with that, man. That That's why there's a, you know, there's a big part of me that says, I got to call, I got to say things that I believe and I got to say them because there's consequences if I don't say them
1: for other people. Well, what would you have said different? There's so much to respond to what you just said, but, <laughs> yeah. but what did you just, what would you have said different? I mean, Looking, looking, people back, should still have the ability well, to get yeah, it if they lo- wanted to. Lo-
0: looking back, it's say, like, hey, it's your choice. But I think, but, it's, but let me tell you the yeah. conclusions that I've drawn. I have a fairly common sense brain. That's one of, uh, a gift that I have, being able to have common sense. I would have said, do what you want. But, but I'm here to tell you, it's not smart for you to go and get that thing.
1: So you would have just said the same thing that you said. But in my opinion. It's not a good idea to get it.
0: Exactly. But we leave that, I left that off because I wanted to hold neutral ground. Mm -hmm. You know, and now, I mean, I know people in my life that their lives have changed because of side effects from from this vaccine. People that might have been influenced by something that I said, but I chose to hold the neutral ground. Yeah. that's what that's what I'm conflicted with in my heart
2: yeah well and I think I, I, I don't want to miss and I don't want to miss your heart because I think that in in this discussion you know people can hold different opinions and get really passionate about it but I think that it is important to focus on people's hearts and the reason they're passionate because I think underneath all of that is You do not want to harm people. Like, and your concern is maybe by not doing this or by doing this, I'm hurting somebody. By speaking, I'm hurting somebody. By not speaking, I'm hurting somebody. So I do think I recognize underneath all of that that you're, it's showing that you really care deeply about people. Um, So I don't want to miss that. But I think it's a complicated, (laughs) complicated thing because um, like, I think how you say something is important. So, like you said, I think at the heart of what you're communicating and would want to communicate to people are good things. It's a it's a good opinion. I think it's a, you have know, you have strong reasoning behind it. Um, but I think calling people idiots if they go against your opinion is not good. Yeah. And I think people wouldn't wouldn't respect and listen to you. And and if they make a decision, then basically you've just told them if you go against what I'm saying, you're an idiot. And what kind of weight and guilt is that going to put on somebody? So I don't think that's good. So I think how you say something and share an opinion is important. It goes back to that h- idea of humility, too. Like, I feel really strongly about this. I think I have really good reasoning behind this. But I also recognize I could be wrong. I don't know all the information. Because on the flip side, you know, and I'm, I'm not sharing my particular choices or opinions about that issue, but... But I think it is important to see on the flip side, there, there are people and were people that had just as strong opinions and could reason them. They could reason through those things and say, what if by not getting this vaccine or encouraging people to get this vaccine, I'm harming people, you know, or and what if what if we realized by getting the vaccine, we actually did help in this situation? And what am I going to say to my grandchildren if it turned out that I should have gotten the vaccine and I didn't and I didn't encourage it. And what am I going to say to those kids? So I think, I think, you know, I think it's just really complicated. And the reality is we all don't know all the information and we ha- people had to make the best decisions that they could. And there are people who I know, cause I know one of the people you're talking about who has side effects now. Um, and I know that she didn't want to get it, but she did it for her work. And I know there are a lot of people that were put got stuck between a rock and a hard place yeah. and had to make some decisions. So I think some of it is also, I think a, a cr- more crucial issue in this whole discussion um, and more dangerous issue perhaps is the lack of the freedom to speak about it and have differing opinions. And, and for the public square, cause, cause, cause this stuff, technology, social media, podcasts, all that stuff, this is like, talking about how things shift throughout history and you're like things are different right now because of technology and you're absolutely right I would agree with that like because because this this what we do now how we communicate this is the this is the public square it used to be people would physically go to a public square and that's where they would have discussions they would share things and 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 talk that was the public way of communicating and this is how we do it now and it's so kind of weird and broken and um and so I think that that this public square is a place where we can talk about these things. But, um, but I think it is a very complicated topic um, because people did have to, you know, my, my um, son's in the military and he was faced with either you get discharged or you get a vaccine, yeah. you know, and he, he, there should
0: be accountability. For and that, he did, by the way. he did
2: not want to get a vaccine. He, you know, did not want to get it. And so, but he had to make a choice. And so I think, and he's not an idiot. (laughs) And so I think that, that, it that it's just, I don't know, it needs, it deserves a lot of nuance. It deserves a lot of humility, um, from the people participating in it. But I think the most dangerous thing in all of it probably is locking people out from that public discussion. And that was locked. That discussion was locked down, man. And I think that for me is the largest concern is that people can't have discussions and disagree with each other and. And um and how and hold different opinions. And I don't yeah. even care what side you're on, like we all should agree that people should be able to hold different opinions. Like that's a healthy society has to operate that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Solid. Solid. Blake, you got anything? Well, I mean, there's a lot. Um and it kinda shifted, but I'll say that I've <laughs> always thought I'm not good at um convincing people, I guess, but I've always thought that running and uh, extreme <laughs> exercise and all of that stuff, I've always thought is trivial. And you say there's a lot of tension in the area. You say there's um, a lot of evil. But there's you, all... You're correct. There's always been mm-hmm. a lot of that in there. And I agree with Chile that it is...
2: Uh, it look, is man, your look, perspective
0: it, on, don't, I'm talking. It was not on the, when I was 10 years old, it won't in the air like it was There now. was just as much
1: changed, evil man. Yep. The present broken. when you yep. were 10 as That's is wrong. now. I don't believe that. That's wrong.
2: That's the book, slap wrong. The book yeah. of Ecclesiastes, I mean, since the 11. beginning of time. Ecclesiastes 11, yeah. right? Yeah. It's all, yeah. it's just, that is.
1: Futile. There
2: was everything.
0: What do you think the kingdom of Satan has grown, and now there's more evil power in the air than there was in the Garden of Eden? Or I, 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 I think yes, I think it, <laughs> it is, it is.
1: I'm gonna tell you too. When you go, your perception changed because more evil forces on this earth went operational, and no. and it was evident to you. I'm telling you, it's been going on like in, <laughs> and when you said too, I gotta say. When you said that humans are different now because of technology, nope, we no. the same things, the, man. The what is happening is sure, different. Sure, not but, the human heart, but it's still it's still the same thing that's always went on. It's just different mediums now. Different. It's on a whole nother scale, man. Sure, the it's, scale
0: it's, is what makes it different. It's
1: all, but it's scaled through time. I mean, and it's going to keep progressing at an exponential rate. That's why. That's why in the last two hundred years we've accelerated more than the first two, th- the, you know the last two thousand or whatever.
2: Well, and 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 I guess a philosophical question too is like, what is what is evil? Like, it's easy to say, oh, this is more evil or this is evil because it's this big public systemic global thing happening. But evil's in the human heart, <laughs> you know. And so, is there more evil? And 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 would would evil forces would the would they? prefer to get us distracted? Like maybe maybe that if we're distracted by that, if we're focused on that, we're focused on others and we're focused on, you know, these things happening out there and these big I don't know, these big big ideas. Is that distracting us from is it is that a a really good strategic thing to do? You know, if you've ever read screw tape letters, you know, is that a good strategic thing to do to distract from? What I, how I'm showing up in my community right now, what's going on in my own heart that's taking me away from God or breaking my relationships with others in my life. And so I think even thinking about like that scale of evil, um, how do we gauge that? You yeah, know?
0: How are you measuring the grandness of evil? By the number of evil acts that are carried out or the degree at which you consider them evil? Or what is greater evil? Do you think that there are more evil people <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's more people on the earth.
0: Exactly. Okay, yes. So the scale of it and also the grandness of it, evil can have a, a much broader, one evil person can have a much broader impact now than ever before in human history in terms of how many people they can affect. So, Old Genghis th-
1: Khan had a big impact. Yeah, but
0: it wasn't global.
1: Uh, he wiped off like freaking So... Ten percent of the you, you population know, of the world.
0: So here's here's the I, I said I had a conclusion to this. This is ultimately, and you guys referenced the book Ecclesiastes earlier. He gives us a solution there too, right? Well, not really. He goes back and forth the whole book. Mm-hmm. Well, in the end, he in the end he gives a. This is the conclusion of the matter. Um, and I wish I had it turned to in my Bible. I would read it to you, but. The conclusion is, ultimately, in light of Chili and I knowing that the storm is coming, what do you do? Well, we talked about it last night. You, um, you got to, you've got <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think this, how to say this, il- this. Look, this, look, this, man, this, look. This,
1: this illustrates it perfectly. I feel simultaneously compelled to wreak havoc as much as I possibly can, whatever that looks like, while also questioning to what degree I'm supposed to get involved in stopping the inevitable. That's where I'm at.
0: Yeah, that's true. You have to focus. Uh, you really have to focus on. Your relationship with christ i mean you that that is the ultimate priority in the midst of all of this Mm -hmm. you've got to lean into christ uh because like krista said earlier that is the one part of the equation that will never change right he will never change all right and if you want to do something else help people Help people, which, you know, that was the ultimate conclusion I came to yesterday is what am I doing in the midst of this feeling? And I'm doing, I think what I should be doing is I'm leaning into my understanding of Christ. And I am, I, along with you guys, we've all dedicated our careers, our, our lives, our time to helping people through the things that we do, mm-hmm. I mean, the basic course is the is a is a wonderful example of that. Um, that's what it's all about is is helping people, building them up, giving them the tools that we think will serve them well in the midst of everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. And so that, to me, is is what I should be doing. Cause it doesn't feel good to me to be in this limbo. It doesn't feel good, man.
2: Yeah, I think um, as you're talking, I was thinking about what what do, are we what what do we end with? And I think it is fear God and obey His commands. And what does He command us to do? In the Book of Micah, it says um, to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. And I think that that's really what we need to focus on do justice love mercy and walk humbly with your god and there are a lot of things that you know because we might feel like a righteous anger or 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 see see wrong being done well that's that can be a good thing because it's it's saying i want justice and it, but i also love mercy and i'm going to walk humbly <laughs> and In the midst of this we can get really pulled in one direction and get far off what actually obeying god means you know we might say obeying god is like charging in like bringing in the cavalry (laughs) and what obeying god means sometimes is being quiet is loving your neighbor you know and and discerning what what is the holy spirit speaking to you like not everybody's not going to look the same for everybody and so with what you have, the platform you have, the position you're in, the relationships you have, it's gonna look different for you than it is for other people. But I think we all have to we all can say, well, what God has stated to me in scripture is do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. So
0: Well yeah. I I mean Before Chad cut me off earlier <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: knew you were still mad about that. No. What I'm saying is the evil that is on the earth is is relative to the time it's in. Maybe it's greater than it was when Cain killed Abel early in the Bible, but when God reveals something to you and you say, I feel this coming, and you ask the question, should we talk about it? Or, yeah, I mean, maybe you should. Maybe this platform, you talking about it sheds light and helps other people, but you also need to do something about it. You can't just say, mm-hmm. God showed me this and let me tell y'all about it. Don't
1: just it. sit and think all right. day right. without right. doing something. And, yeah.
0: and Agreed. Um, I would say that we need to be doing more. Yeah. Like Krista said, it can be day-to-day things, like when people tick you off still loving them. I mean, that can be hard but very impactful to the person I that do is, that. I do that to you guys all the time. That is ticking you off because that, that's then... That's
2: bringing God's kingdom. It is. That's bringing God's kingdom.
0: And that person that ticked you off one day yeah. is going to look back and say, man, I remember what I did to Krista, and that was not right. But I remember how she treated me, and that's going to have a bigger impact mm-hmm. than whatever else you think might be actually serving God. And, you know, we talked, uh, I don't know, three or four weeks ago that we're going to go down to Rome, and we're going to hand out these homeless backpacks, and we ain't done it yet. Yeah. And Kat just came in here last night, and she said, hey, I heard y'all say was going to do this on the podcast. Y'all ain't done that yet. I said, touche. I mean, we'll go buy the stuff Monday. So Wednesday, that's what we're going to do. It ain't. It's unsat that we felt that way, that we need to go do that, and we still ain't done it. I mean, I'm speaking for me and Chad here. I don't know how y'all felt about it, but Chad felt pretty strongly about it, and I did too. I've been reading this book, and it's in there, and I keep thinking about it, and I keep thinking about it. Doing something more than what we're doing now instead of going and running you go run and you get a little bit of physical fitness and well you can actually do both who really cares yeah you, you can actually run do both why you don't we just set
1: up a date where we'll uh just say we'll be at a certain spot and if you need food we'll just you you come to us and we'll we have pizzas or something
0: yeah we'll figure out how to do it but we're doing something wednesday and do that regularly and we ain't uh Got to come up with ideas. It ain't running out in solitude away from everybody else. If we want to run, it's going to be downtown, and we're going to try to make a difference on somebody's life.
1: Go run on the track. Yeah. We'll have people. We'll, we'll just meet there next Wednesday. Come on, run with us at the track, and then we'll, if you, well, not, not only if you're homeless, only <laughs> if you need food, <laughs> we'll feed you. Well, they don't need to be burning any more calories than <laughs> they have to.
0: Well, I appreciate y'all. Let me get this stuff off my mind today. You know, some people will like this episode. Some people will hate it. That's the way these episodes go. But you know the great thing about having a podcast? You get to talk about what you want to talk about. That's the great thing about having a podcast. Um, on the, I really do want to get to this topic that Krista brought up earlier, uh, and we're not going to get to it today. But y'all don't let me forget this because I think it's a valuable topic um, building back from, uh, or recovering from a setback or building back from a setback or an injury. We'll cover down on that, uh, sometime in the next couple episodes, because that's a really good topic. I did not anticipate what we just talked about to go on for an hour, but it did. So we love you guys. We hope you got something out of the episode. If you did share it with somebody, um, that you think, We'll also get something out of the episode. That's the only way this grows is if you guys share it and talk about it and uh, reach out to us and let us know what you thought. If you disagreed, if you agreed, if uh, if you have some piece of wisdom you think we should need to hear. Enough said.